us continue the reading of the saga of Greater the Strong. Chapter 9, Anand Saddles in Kaldak. Anand Treefoot was driven away from the shores for several days, after which the winds shifted and blew towards the land. Then they made land again, <clears throat> which those of them who had been there uh, before recognized as the western coast of Skagi, of the Skagi Peninsula. They, stay, they sailed to Strand Flow, almost to Sundrastir, then came rowing towards them, there, there came rowing towards them a ten-oared boat with six men on board, who hailed the seagoing ship and asked them who was, who was their captain. Anand told them his name and asked whence they came. They said they were the men from Thorvald the Drengar. Then Anand asked whether all of, all of the land around the coast was occupied. They answered there was very little left at Sundestir and none at all in the north. So Anand asked his men whether they should, whether they would seek some land further to the west or take that of which they had just been told. They said they would first explore a little further. They sailed in along the coast of the bay and anchored off a creek near Arnez, where they put off in a boat to the shore. Here dwelt a wealthy name named Eric Snare, who had taken the land between Inglesfjord and Offyar in on hearing that Anid had arrived in these parts, he offered to let them have such portions as he needed for his own lands, adding that there was little land which had not already been taken up. Anand asked, Anand said he would first like to see what there was, then went further into the bay, past some of the fjords, and came to Ophira, where Eric said, Here is what there is to see. From here down to the lands of Bjorn is unoccupied. A high range of mountains on which snow had fallen rose from beside the river. Anand looked at the mountains and spoke a verse, quote, My lands and my might have drifted away, as drifts the ships on the ocean. My friends in my home I have left behind me, and bartered my acres to for Caldbeck. Many a man, answered Eric, has lost so much in Norway that it may may not be mended. <clears throat> I I expect to that nearly all of the lands in the main districts have been taken so that I will not urge you to leave these parts and seek elsewhere. I will keep, I'll keep to my word and let you have whatever lands of my own you may require. Anand said he would take advantage of, this, of his offer. In the end, he took some of Ofra's land and the three creeks as far as Caldback's Cliff. Afterwards, Eric gave him uh, another piece of land in the outer part of uh, Rake Jeans on the sides. Nothing was settled about the drift which 
came to the coast because there was no there was so much around of it that everyone could have what he wanted. Anand made his home at Caldback and had a large house. His property increased and he had another house in Reykjavik. Caldbean lived in Caldbeksvik and for some years Anand lived quietly at home. Chapter 10. Alfred Greter is killed. Visit of Anand to Odd, the deep-minded. <clears throat> Onid was a man of such valor that few, even those whose limbs were sound, could measure themselves against him. His name, too, was renowned throughout the, war, the whole country and on account of his ancestry. It happened to be, it happened that a dispute rose between Alfred Greter and one of Thorbjorn, one Thorbjorn called Yelkapi which ended in Alfeg being killed when Thorbjorn being killed by Thorbjorn in Greter's Gill near Hal. The feud was taken up by Alfeg's sons who assembled a large force of men. Anand Shreefoot was sent was sent for and in the spring he rode south to Haram where he stayed with Odd the Deep-Minded. He had been with her over the seas in the west, and she received him with welcome. Her grandson, Olaf Fallon, was then grown up, and Odd was very infirm. She consulted Anad concerning her kinsman Olaf, for whom she wished to, to ask him in marriage, Alfdis of the Burra Isles the cousin of Anand's wife, Asa. Anand thought it was a very suitable match, and Olaf rode with him to the south. Then Olaf met friends and kinsmen who made, their, made him their guest. The matter of the dispute was talked over between them and finally laid before the Kalem's thing, for the all thing had not been established. Eventually, it was settled by arbitration and heavy word guilds were imposed for the murder. Thorbjorn was exiled, his son Salmond, the father of Svaldi. These kinsmen were long abroad after that. Thrand invited Anand and Olaf with his party to stay with him, as did Thorman Schaff. The matter of Olaf's marriage was then pressed, and an agreement easily arrived at, for Odd's rank had influence where were where, where well known to them. The settlement was arranged, and Anand's party rode home again. Odd thanked him for his aid in behalf of Olaf, who married Alfdis of the Barra Islands that autumn. Then Odd the Deep-Minded died, as is told in Laxtello's Saga. And that's the end of these chapters. Um, thank you for uh, continuing to follow this. Um, go check out uh, The Curious Heathen on Facebook. Uh, you can also find The Curious Heathen on uh, Spotify. Thank you very much.